0: Looking for a weekend getaway in a beautiful setting and the opportunity to further empower yourself? Well, then join Marie in Sun Valley, Idaho for the 12th Annual Sun Valley Wellness Festival, May 22nd through the 25th. Marie will be a presenter at this year's festival and will be teaching the class The Energy Medicine Experience on May 24th, as well as a three-hour workshop Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life on May 25th. This is a great festival full of incredible speakers and activities. For more information, visit www.sunvalleywellness.org. Welcome
1: to the Marie Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manucheri Show, where energy and medicine meet. It is a rainy day here in Seattle. Um, my Two of my older daughters live in Pullman, Washington, which is, of course, east of the mountains, and it's dumping snow there, I heard. So Washington is, again, ablaze with all kinds of unusual weather conditions for this time of year. Um, but I'm nice and warm and toasty in the studio with Eric. He's our audio engineer. Hi, Eric.
2: Hey, good afternoon, Marie.
1: And you're feeling better?
2: I'm feeling so much better, <laughs> Yes.
1: Good. I'm so glad to hear that because I know you were suffering with the cold last week.
2: Oh, I know. And last week it did snow too. It so, did. And yeah. it was so hard to get out of bed and come into work <laughs> in the Arctic tundra. And today, <laughs> you know, I feel like I could take on the world, whatever it throws at me. And uh, hopefully it's not snow though, because. Uh, no snow. I, I think it's we're almost gonna... spring, for goodness' oh, sake. I
1: know. There's crocuses coming up out of the ground. We got to right. make sure that those beautiful flowers stay alive and vibrant in color.
2: We want sunshine. We want to dance around and sing.
1: <laughs> okay. You can tell Eric's feeling a Whole lot better. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. So today on the show we have a guest. Uh, Lynn Robinson is an intuitive and nationally known intuitive, actually an internationally known intuitive. She's a leading expert on the topic of intuition and the author of five books on the topic. She works with businesses and individuals as an intuitive, offering insights into goals, decisions, and strategies. Her latest book is Trust Your Gut, How the Power of Intuition Can Grow Your Business. She's also the best-selling author of Divine Intuition, one of my favorite books, Your Guide to Creating a Life You Love. Her books have been published in over 12 languages. Her free monthly intuition newsletter is available at her website, www.lynrobinson.com. Her books have been published in over 15 languages. Lynn teaches that intuition is a ready source of direction available to all of us. She believes we all have the ability to access this power and develop it for practical use and our personal and business life as well as for discovering and achieving long-term goals. And so Lynn's on the phone. Hi, Lynn. Welcome. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh,
3: you're welcome. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, great.
1: And you live in Boston, and it's I cold do, there. I do, and I'm like listening to
3: Eric talk about that weather, and you talk about <laughs> the weather, and it's cold here. We oh, just got a foot of snow
1: and all the this- snow. Schools got canceled yesterday. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We are having some unusual weather.
2: Sounds like it's time for a big bowl of Chada.
1: Ah <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got the accent right there. <laughs> and you have a new book coming out in October. I do.
3: It's called Listen and the subtitle is trusting your inner voice in times of crisis so i just finished writing it i'm very excited i just got the i got the new book cover yesterday which is kind of like you know making writing a book is sort of like having a baby and seeing it on the ultrasound and when you <laughs> when you actually get the picture of the book cover it's like wow there's the there's the real book <laughs>
1: oh that's exciting congratulations yeah. i'm Thanks. happy for your success and thank you so much for providing so much information to people around the globe helping them to learn to trust themselves and to allow their guidance to move them in the direction of their dreams. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So today we're, we're of course, going to have callers, and w- the subject is intuition. Last week we're actually we're talking about the sixth chakra or the third eye. And so we're going to, of course, be talking about intuition and taking callers' phone calls. And I was looking over, um, Lynn was very kind to send me you know, some questions, which I appreciate, because there's some things in here I've never heard of, like <laughs> freeze-framing. Oh, you like that? I yeah. do. Oh,
3: it's by a company called HeartMath, and mm. uh, heartmath.com or .org, right. so you can find out more there. But basically, what that is, you know when you get really upset about something and you're in a crisis and, you know, your heart is racing, and, and you know, it's like that's the time when it's so hard to access your intuition. So the the idea on the technique of, of free framing is to just kind of, freeze your you know the thinking like like i'll give you an example um it, the the other day i had a um, um, miscommunication with somebody about a time and i was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do you know i've got to get a hold of that person and you know they're not here and i just said okay wait a minute what's going on all that's going on right now is that they're not here right now so let me just slow this down and then i just kind of brought some loving thoughts into my heart and one of the techniques i love about the free spinning is imagine something or someone that you really love and imagine it kind of bringing it into your heart chakra so the, the image that I had is of my cat. I was imagining cuddling my cat, and it kind of calmed me down. And I, just, and I was able to access my intuition and say, what's going on with that person? And I just got an image of them being held up in the traffic, and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a miscommunication. And I just calmed down, and I just sat there and drank my coffee, and I knew that they'd show up in 10 minutes. And there they were.
4: Oh,
3: <laughs> But it's kind of like really calming down your heart chakra and that somebody, you know, imagining someone, something, your you know, your child, your spouse, your animal, you know, whatever in your heart and, and just calming down so that your heart isn't racing and you're not overthinking things.
1: That's wonderful. What a great advice. I know the listeners, I can hear them, their energy vibrating all over the, the <laughs> United States because we actually get callers from all over the world, oh, which great. is fantastic. So I'm sure there's someone in South Africa listening right now and in Scotland. Lynn here in Seattle, Boston, and other areas around the globe. So thank you so much, Lynn. This is an exciting hour and for those of you who are listening, you can tell by listening to Lynn's voice. She's a very loving, caring, compassionate person. I actually have had a personal reading from Lynn and it was phenomenal. I mean, really. Oh, you're incredibly and psychic. First, I got to have
3: a reading with Marie and it was really
1: fun. <laughs> oh, well, Amazing. thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mutual admiration society here. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So why don't we go ahead. Our phone lines are full. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone phone lines and take some calls.
2: All right, let's go to the city of destiny. Uh, That's (laughs) Cheryl down in Tacoma right now, where I I think they're actually having just even a little bit of sunshine.
1: Oh my gosh. Is there sunshine over there, Cheryl? Yeah, actually,
5: (laughs) (laughs) and very windy.
1: Great. So what can Lynn offer you today?
5: Well, I I actually am in the midst of maybe uh, coming into some changes and worrying about money and possible layoff, but in particular, um, my dad's house uh, has been on the market for quite a long time, and I keep thinking, well, we need to rent, but my sister doesn't want to because she wants to be done with it,
2: Mm.
5: and uh, so I'm really frustrated at this point. So...
3: You know, what I what I try to do, when, especially when someone else is involved and it's not just you trying to make a decision, is, is just um, thinking about what would be the highest outcome. And and really part of what you want, if, I'm sorry, was it your sister that you were dealing with here? With Sisters, is that what you said?
5: Sisters, yeah. Too.
3: Sisters, okay. So it might be just an, an image in prayer of all of you just agreeing and getting along really well and that this is all going smoothly because I can tell just by your voice how stressful this is feeling at the moment and part of it is simply surrendering it was well, simple simply and surrender should not go to go together surrender is often a little difficult but i would just say let me be open to the highest good let me be open to an easy solution and and partly just see if you can let this go and surrender it um cuz i and then the other thing that i suggest is just saying what next steps am I receiving here? and it might be you might get an intuition about a different way that you could approach your sister. It might be um, asking her for some suggestions about what you do. Just kind of taking some small next steps. I just feel like when i when I get a sense of your sister, your sister's somebody that really likes things very black and white and cut and dry, and it's very, very difficult to have this be open ended for probably for both of you.
5: Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, but you know, what I like is to ask my intuition questions, and I I like asking open-ended questions, not things like, "Will will my dad's house sell, but what's the best way to proceed? And and I feel like intuition will give you information in the form of an image, uh, an a inner voice perhaps, a feeling, you know, a little insight about a next step you could take, um, any of those things. And sometimes, unfortunately, intuition doesn't always just pop into your mind right when you ask the question. So the information might come when you're walking the dog, blow-drying your hair, drifting off to sleep at night. It might come in that way. But I, I like asking intuition questions because I think that that really um, that's that's how that we get the information. So, what's the best way to proceed with my dad's house? Is maybe a good open-ended question.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fantastic advice. When I look at you, pers- you know, moving in in that direction, I see you and your sister actually coming together at the table, having a conversation that's maybe more compassionate for one another, which is exciting. Okay. <laughs> your sister really
3: I don't get the sense that your sister is opposing you. And you may no, she's not experiencing
1: her a little bit that
3: way because she's saying, no, I don't want to do it your way. But <laughs> I don't get the sense that she's really opposing you.
5: Well, we, we had somebody come along who was interested in renting it for a couple of years and perhaps buying it, and she didn't want to pursue that. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm not sure that I did either. It's not that I'm opposing her completely. It's just that I'm I'm trying to be more open to other choices. Mm -hmm. Great. So it sounds
1: like the advice that Lynn gave you could be incredibly helpful. And I think sometimes when we're not always comfortable with accessing our intuition, sometimes the technique like the one Lynn just described seems too simple, but it actually really works in a phenomenal way, because we are unlimited individuals and we have access to all kinds of information if we only ask, as what Lynn said, an open-ended question. Open-ended. Yeah.
3: And remember that, the, you know, while your logical mind goal is to get the household as quickly as possible, I feel like the universe has a subset goal here for you to open up communication and be compassionate with your sister
1: and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yeah.
3: So that's part of the the higher self goal here.
1: Okay. Yeah, and good luck to you. All right, thank and you. And keep us posted. We'd love to know how it all goes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much. So before we go to our next caller, I'm just going to, I wanted to ask another question on this lovely list that you sent me, Lynn. Um, you wrote in here, how can sleeping, um, you know, a problem of sleeping increase your intuition?
3: Um well I like to have a um, I, I like to use a technique before I drift off to sleep at night and that's like if I'm having a difficulty with someone maybe particularly like our, our previous caller what i 'll do is i'll write down the issue so i 'm having a real difficult time with my sister I really want to sell my my father's house and and I 'm having some issues here and then I try again to frame the question as again more than a yes or no answer but what's the best way to proceed with selling the house or mm-hmm. communicating with my sister whichever maybe is the top issue here um and then i i think about that question as i drift off to sleep and what i find is that i either a wake up with an answer or some indication of an answer i might have a dream that indicates an answer or i might find as i go throughout my day the information will pop in my head and i keep a pad of paper and a pen beside my bed to write down any any answers that i might get
1: Wonderful. So I find
3: that's really a good technique when my logical mind is really on the problem and I'm just not solving it or I'm really agitated about something. Um, I like that technique a lot. I use that technique once when I, I, I've i been being an intuitive for about, about 25 years now, I think. Gosh, I feel like I feel old every time I say that. <laughs> but... Um, I used to be, before I did this, I was an operations manager of a software company. Mm. And when I was trying to decide whether I was going to leave my job, and I was going to see if I could keep my job and do my intuitive work, and I was really struggling with whether to do that. So I had used that dream technique, and I, as I was drifting off to sleep, I said, you know, I need information about keeping, keeping both jobs. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and I had this very funny dream that I was out on a lake in canoes, plural. I had one foot in one canoe, and the other foot in the other canoe, and they were going in opposite directions directions.
4: Wow. So
3: I kind of figured as I got that dream that it was probably not possible to keep doing both things at the (laughs) same time. And so I quit my job that day and
1: it was about 25 years ago and I've never looked back. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've used this technique myself and it is phenomenal. I think the challenging part for some people and myself at times as well is I'll wake up with information and I know it's accurate, but it's not what I wanted. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh yes, <laughs> intuition doesn't always tell you what you want
3: to know. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Doesn't, doesn't always give you the thing, that the answer that you want. <laughs> that's yes, right. exactly.
1: But then of course you know a week goes by and I'm grateful that I was able to get something that was important for me. It just yeah. sometimes takes a while to let it sink into your psyche and go, oh, okay. Like in your case, having to quit a job. Right. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. Why You know, and
3: it's tricky with intuition. You know, I wish that intuition would speak in a really clear voice, like, Marie, here's the answer to your question, or Lynn, here's the lottery number. But it doesn't, and uh, it often does come in the form of that inner voice or the dream or an image. I had a guy that came into my office last summer, and, and uh, he was struggling with um, a job. Uh, that He'd gotten two job offers, and he was trying to figure out which job he should take. And He was a very logical guy, and he was going, you know, I want to take this job with Company A because it's got good benefits, and they've been in business for a long time, and they're giving me a raise, and, and he said, but I think I should take this job with Company B, and he'd give me another list of reasons why. And I said, well, let's just try an intuitive and technique, and so I had him close his eyes and say, "I'm taking the job with Company A." And I said, "And then just say how you feel." And so he did that, and he opened his eyes immediately. And I said, "Well, what happened?" He said, "Well, I just got the name of the company with a big X through it. What does that mean?" And so it was obviously a symbolic picture. And I said, well, if I got that image, I would probably lean away from taking that job. We're not (laughs) sure why. And to make a a longer story short, he ended up going with Company B. And I said, you know, let me know what happens with this, you know, what happens with your job. And um, he called me back a few months later, and he said, you know, you're not going to believe this, but I took that job with Company B, and I really wasn't sure why I was taking it, but I I felt that it was right. And it turned out that Company A went bankrupt.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. So it gives
3: intuition often didn't come through and say, you know, Mr. Smith, Company A is going bankrupt. They <laughs> gave him a symbolic picture that don't go there, you know, the X through the name of the company. Right. Um, and so it's so interesting how intuition does give you that vital information when you need it.
1: Yeah, it's, it is amazing. And learning to listen, you know, to your inner self That's and right. trusting the metaphors that come to you, not letting your linear mind disrupt you in, in terms of trying to make it black or white.
3: That's right, especially these days. You know, we don't always, we can't always go back on well, this is what has always worked for me because our economy and our culture and everything has changed and turned upside down. So I think we need to trust
1: our intuition now more than ever. I completely agree with you. And with that note, we're going to go right ahead to our next caller.
2: All right. Let's talk to Cheryl up in Redmond.
1: Hi, Cheryl.
6: Hi. Thank you for taking the call.
1: Absolutely.
6: My question is, um, number one is, I'm so grateful for having a job right now, and but I feel energetically that I am leaving it, and I my intuition is telling me that I am moving somewhere else. Um, so I've kind of asked at nighttime dreams uh, what career, where I'm headed, and, and uh, I'm not quite seeing the answers.
3: So... Uh, you know, and and good for you for both being grateful for your job, because I think that that's so important, just that attitude of gratitude, Mm -hmm. and for trusting your intuition that it's possibly time for a change, because either whether you're getting it intuitively that it's coming up sort of precognitively, or you're just getting a little bored or drained by it, that might also be your intuition saying it's time for a change. And you know, a lot of us are in this situation where we don't necessarily know what the big goal is, or what's the next big thing on the horizon. So I'm a big fan of taking small steps, Cheryl. I just say, you know, think about something that's interesting or exciting for you, maybe interesting would was kind of a, a lesser charged word. And I would start taking some steps towards it. So that might look like Um, taking a class in something that you're interested in. It might be talking to somebody whose job that um, you've you always been interested in, just as information gathering. It might be reading a book on a new topic. It's kind of taking some steps towards what you're interested in. And I think the universe will start putting you into the right places at the right time that will give you more next steps. You know, I find that a lot of us who are on... I'll call it loosely a spiritual path here at this time, a lot of us, all we're being shown is the next step. And it'd be interesting to see what, what, Cheryl, you think about that, and Marie. I'm just hearing more and more people saying, I used to be very goal-oriented or I used to have this big vision for my life, and all I know right now is my next step.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think sometimes that's all intuition is presenting to us. It's kind of an act of faith, and you just take that next step, and then the next step is shown. Yeah. Does that make sense to you, Cheryl? It does completely because yeah.
6: I put it out there. I do EFT, too, and I have my own, you know, little angel cards that I use. And, and I put it out there. Usually the, the careers that I've had have been brought to me. It's not something yeah. i actually gone out and looked for. And so that's why I'm kind of, I know something's going to present itself, and I can feel it. I just don't know what it is, of course we all are impatient so we want yes, to know.
3: <laughs> I know, that's the hardest part, you know, I find that when my impatience kind of kicks in, I just really try to start appreciating the simple things in life you know, the fact that it's a nice day out and you can take a walk, or the fact that you've got you know, a job right now, or the fact that you can take a hot shower in the morning those are one of my favorite things, <laughs> or that you can cozy up and read a good book, you know, uh-huh. just really starting to appreciate the simple things but I think you're intuitive enough to know something's coming down the pipe and so it's kind of frustrating in a way because it's like you know something's coming, but you don't know exactly what it is, and you're responding to that energy. It's kind of waking you up and getting you questioning and thinking what is it that I want next here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what I find helpful is when I'm not sure what the specific is, you know, like I may not be clear, I want to leave my job, and I'm going to go be an accountant or I'm going to go be a, a school teacher, or something like that, I'll just start to focus and pray and maybe visualize the parts that I do know, like it might be, Um, I'd really love to work with a group of people who are like-minded, and I really would love a short commute to the office. And maybe I'd even like to work at home for a couple days out of the week. And I'd really like to have a pretty office, and I'd, I'd like to be using this skill and that skill. It's like you do know some things about what you want next, even though if you can't put an identifier on the company or maybe even the specific job title, there's probably a lot that you already know. Okay, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think sometimes we keep walking around going, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. And it's like Your intuition's ho- hollering at you going, here, yeah, here's an idea. And you're just going, I don't know what's next. So I think sometimes the, the part of it might be simply saying, I'm a, I'm really going to be open to possibilities.
6: Okay. I'll definitely and keep doing that. that's a great that.
3: affirmation. <laughs> definitely. I'll keep, definitely keep doing that. Yeah. Great. I have a feeling good things are around the corner for Me
1: you. Me too. I think it feels great. Oh, just thank great. you.
3: Great. Thank right. you, right. Cheryl. Thank you so much.
1: All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Hey,
3: Marie, can I ask you a question? Can I turn Absolutely. the table here? <laughs> of course. Are you finding that a lot more people who are coming to you are, are, I don't even know how to put it in words exactly, not necessarily having that big goal, but just sensing that something's around the corner and, they, and they're and they having a hard time figuring out the next steps?
1: You, you know, I, I don't. I don't know if, if I've actually looked at it that way. That's okay. very possible. I I do think when I think of your question that more and more people seem to be calmer. Yeah. You know, it's like they're, they're not in that heated rush as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what you meant in your question. Yeah. You know, that there is more of this... I guess because the world affairs are a little bit more highlighted for us than they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and so people are comparing themselves to, wow, okay, well, my life isn't that bad, you know. Right. and And so maybe that's it's it. I, I definitely feel that people are definitely more relaxed, more, um, you know, checking out the horizon. Mm-hmm. But, of course, uh, frustrated at, at some point, but not in that heated, I need to know what my life dream is this second. Where is yeah. it? You know? Okay. So yeah. is, is that what you meant? that's
3: kind of what I'm, I'm sensing, too.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, frustration to me is a sign that you're on the right track. Like what you said, those energies are coming up. Mm -hmm. They're awakening you to something that's in your future. And it is frustrating. It's you can feel it, but it's not here yet.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of here on the unseen level, but it hasn't materialized yet. Right. And, you right. know, what I always think of, too, when I get very impatient, because that's an issue for me, I will admit, <laughs> is that, you know, often the day before something really wonderful and big hits feels exactly the same as any other day. So you really don't know when the job is going to happen or, you know, the book proposal is going to come in or something. It's like it just feels like the same thing as it did the day before. But it, it's like you never know when that big thing is going to happen.
1: That's a great insight because, you know, you feel all that excitement and frustration probably weeks or months or sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, six months or longer before it happens. But you're right. The day that it happens, it is an ordinary day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's very good information for people so that they won't think it has to happen during that frustration time. It actually happens when you least expect it.
3: Yeah. And in fact, sometimes having that that kind of sense of being stuck or, or whatever, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just really an indicator from your own inner guidance system that something new is needed. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the question isn't be, is to be, why am I stuck or what can I do? It's really more, what can I take, do to, to get a little more excitement in my life here? What can mm-hmm. I do to appreciate the moment? Or, you know, what next step is my intuition calling me to do? I think sometimes when people tell me they're stuck, too, they're thinking they've got to take some big leap. And usually it's not that. It's like a little small step. And that little small step leads you to the next one and the next one and the next one. And then your life is changed, and you're not
1: stuck anymore. And it is amazing. It truly does happen like that. One moment you have a particular life and the next moment it's completely changed. Mm -hmm. It truly can and often happens that way. Right. So we're going to go ahead and go to our next caller. Okay.
2: Alright, very good. Let's talk to Mary in Burian right now.
1: Hi, Mary.
4: <laughs> Hi. Hi, welcome. What can well, we Well, I'm just listening and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm having just an ordinary frustrating day. I think <laughs> supposed to celebrate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So what can Lynn offer you today?
4: Well, I'm looking at just the weight gain that is coming for me. I've just been putting weight on a lot and I'm like, Okay, what's up? So that's that's my question. I don't know.
3: You know, again, I think it might be one of those questions because I've struggled with that, too. I actually lost 30 pounds this year, so Woo-hoo! I know where you're coming from. <laughs> and partly what I had to do, I mean, because I, I bet like most of us who have been overweight or are overweight, you probably could teach a great class on how to lose weight, Right. <laughs> You probably know all the right things to do, but you're having a hard time doing them. So uh, what I did for myself was I just started trying to engage my own intuition and saying to myself, what would be a small next step that I could take that would help me lose weight? Because every time I tried to go on a diet and be really motivated and go, I'm going to go to the gym every week or every day, um, I would just find that that would run out after a couple days. So I just said, what what small changes can
4: I make? Well, what came up for me was, that I was gonna have my hormones checked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and it you know, the the other things um that I could and do I mean I don't I don't I think there's something going on yeah other than food. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really get it's not about my food nor the amount of
3: yeah, or that. Should... So, what you're saying to both of us is that your intuition is telling you that there's something else going on. So, I would absolutely act yeah. on that intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it ends up being your hormones or it's something else. A, well, so a I guess I, my question
4: is, um, I I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering: Is does it feel like that? To you, Marie.
1: Yeah, it does. Actually, um, I have a little prompter that when I look at it, I can tell why someone's calling in. And so I looked at your question and I immediately got this overwhelming feeling of stress in your hormones, your adrenal glands. Um, your thymus gland. So your endocrine system is incredibly stressed. And right now when I look at your life, I don't see a major thing happening that would create this much stress. In fact, what I'm getting is that the stress that you're in is actually from like a year or two ago. So your body went into some, you know, like major immune overload, if you will, from something that happened in in the recent past, well, a year or two years ago. and And your endocrine system hasn't reverted back to... It's not perfect yet. Your life isn't perfect, but it's not that heated stress that you were in before. And so you're still reacting from an endocrine level um, in a place that's not happening right now, and your body hasn't relaxed as of yet. And and so what I would recommend, what I got anyway when I looked at the prompter, is that you need to start meditating and really getting your body to completely physically relax because it's almost like you're in a fight or flight pattern and so your hormones including reproductive hormones but you know we have all kinds of hormones that are our glands release these beautiful um things that talk to our cells and our and our organs yours are just in a different pattern even though physically it's not happening right now or emotionally do, does this make sense what i'm talking oh, about yeah yeah so uh, i would get your hormones checked. i would also you know make sure that they do an endocrine panel or look at your um your overall immune system to get an idea of what hormones are overreacting, but I would start meditating right away because your body needs to know that everything 's fine, and so your intuition was right on. you already knew uh, what was going on, and it 's wonderful to hear Lynn say, "Well, there you go that 's what it is because <laughs> it's really uh, you didn 't even need a sh- <laughs> yeah. 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 oh yeah,
3: I'd
4: love to have friends. Help me with
3: it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the only other last thing that I'm getting is it feels like you're putting out too much energy and not bringing in enough. And so it's kind of like you're trying to bring it in a little bit artificially through a little, a little bit too much food. Um, and I just would kind of pay attention in your own life if something's really draining you to either try to move away from it or let it go. And that might be a person or a situation or I don't know, I'm not exactly sure what, but see if that rings any bells for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like, well, good. And you, I think you're trusting your intuition
1: just yeah, fine. Yeah, that's wonderful. Be- best of luck to you, and things will change. I'm looking at about, you know, a f- three to four month time period. You'll start to notice, you know, things changing with your physical body that you will like.
4: Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, ladies.
1: You're welcome. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Okay. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Thank you. So we're going to go on to the next caller.
2: All right. Let's go back down to Tacoma and talk to Mary Jane.
1: Great. Hi, Mary Hello. Jane. Hi. 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 <laughs> so
7: Gee, I, you know, I've, I've heard everybody's questions so far, and I've really uh, been gathering the information from the answers.
1: <laughs> you know, that's one, and... of the, one of the wonderful things I love about having a guest is that people get information from another source, you know, another person who can bring in a new perhaps way of saying it or brand new techniques. So again, Lynn, it's wonderful to have you on oh, the air. Thanks. Thank you. So what can we do for you, Mary Jane?
7: Yeah, I'm just trying to. I guess I'm getting the reminders. You know, sometimes we just need to be nudged again back into position to be able to know how to access it. Not that we don't know how to access it. We kind of, I don't know, choose to just kind of go into hiding and not do it when we know we should. Whether it's the meditation or whatever. Um, and I, and I guess that's that's part of my frustration. The journey of of trying to Listen to my intuition and not allow the self-doubt to come in and say, uh, is that really your intuition or is that just your background of learning that's making you choose this decision? I'm always second-guessing my decision and not, you know, or my my intuition, I guess, is what I think it is and then I doubt it.
3: You know what, my my solution for that because I think I'm glad you asked the question because it's something that all of us deal with is it is it intuition or fear is it intuition or into wishing I wasn't <laughs> um, you know, just so much in and so what I tell people to do is if they feel like they're getting an intuition about something take a small step towards the thing that they're getting an intuition about. So, say for instance, you know, you're out there in Washington and you've had an intuition that it's time for a move to Boston. You can come join me here in Boston. And, um, but you know, that's a really big leap and then you can start saying, gosh, maybe I'm running away from something. Maybe that's not my intuition. Maybe that's, I'm just wishful thinking that I could start over and you've got all the doubts that start cascading. So yeah. if I were in that, in your shoes and making this hypothetical silly, you know, thing here is I would start taking small steps. It's not like going and selling your house and going moving to Boston, it might be, I'm going to go look at the Boston Globe online. I'm going to see if I know anybody here. I might take a vacation in Boston. You know, just start taking some small next steps. And what I find is if it's a true intuition, things will start working out or synchronicities will appear.
1: I think that's great advice. But
3: again, I think it's really common for us to doubt ourselves. I mean, intuition is very much like a muscle. It's like the more you use it, the better you get at it. And if you've had a history of going, wow, there's a great intuitive insight, I'm going to ignore it then it sort of quiets its voice a little bit, and it gets a little harder to read, and you find those little questions start coming up a little more. So one of the best ways to develop intuition is to start acting on it. Mm-hmm. So Again, it's not like, okay, I'm going to up and move to Boston. It's, it's just saying, let me just take a next step. What's a small, low-risk thing that I could do? that would lead me in the direction of what my intuition is telling me
1: and if your intuition's accurate then the the small step will show you like yeah that's that feels good yeah this is the right next thing to do I and mean, that's kind of what we were saying
3: to yeah. the, I think it was, was it Cheryl that made the phone, the call about feeling like she had a, a her, her job was ending or a new thing was coming along, was just to simply, she had that intuition and how could she act on it. And, and so it was just taking the small next steps well, towards yeah. what job she might be interested in, a career.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I think that's often the best way to proceed. Because you know what happens is we get scared of our intuition, because usually our intuition is saying something that's going to move us out of our comfort zone. It might be time to end a relationship or begin a relationship or start a new job or end a new job or do something different with our health or our bodies, and we get scared about it. So we start making up stories that's not really my intuition, you know, That's it's something else or it's my fear. But I think just taking a step towards something that your intuition is indicating is just such well, a great
7: thing to do. Well, I think I, can I share just a specific because I find that, you know, I have several friends and I have my relationship with my husband, and I feel like these the, the, the things, the situations that are happening between these couple of friends that I have and my husband, I have the same self doubts. I feel like there's situations where I feel like I'm being used or abused or whatever, you know, and that's probably a long-standing just whatever of my own anyway. And then um, when I start thinking that now that you know I feel like I'm actually open to you know a higher consciousness and I but then it's kind of like okay I feel this way, uh, but now I feel guilty that I maybe feel this way and maybe I'm self imposing these these feelings you know like may, am I making this up is you know is, is are they really using me in this situation or am I just feeling that way? <laughs> So I guess I'm looking for somebody to tell me am I being
4: mm-hmm.
7: you know used by these by these friends or is it actually my imagination and at what point do you cut it off and at what point do you allow and not judge what they're doing I guess because that in you know you say well if I'm judging what they're doing that's not right and if I anyway I'm rambling I guess but <sighs> do you, <laughs> does it, is anybody picking up on that yeah. vibe what that is
3: uh, you know, my tendency is just to be try to be as honest with people as I can be, and just yeah. say, look, well, you know, here's something that I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable about, and I yeah. really just want to check it out with you. Yeah. And then, you know, again, it's kind of like taking yeah, that the small step. step. You may have to, you know, have another conversation in your own mind about yeah. whether they're telling you the truth or not.
6: Right. But, yeah. Um,
3: yeah. you know, I think that sometimes actions speak louder than words here. And if you're continuing to feel uncomfortable and you continue to have that kind of intuitive nudge that there's something wrong,
1: there probably is. It's probably right.
3: not just you making it up.
1: Right. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't do things that don't feel right, regardless yeah. who it is. It's, it's, If it's your husband or someone an, a close friend, if it doesn't feel good to you, then no, I, I wouldn't participate in it. Yeah. So, and then that's a big part of of trusting your intuition and setting boundaries and learning how to listen to your inner voice, which is, you know, very important.
3: You know, yeah. you you're kind of talking here too about the whole issue of self esteem. Is it my self esteem and my old issues and
5: you know, right. Frankly,
3: I think a lot of us wish that the self esteem fairy would come and sprinkle her fairy dust over us, and then yeah. we could do the thing we're scared to do. <laughs> but the fact yeah. is that usually where we get the courage and we get the self esteem is by doing the thing that we're scared of and, or confronting the fear that we have.
5: Oh, and sometimes
3: oh, it's oh. really just saying, you know what, I'm a really good person, and I really I, I deserve to have good, honest friendships, and I have good. This, deserve to have a great relationship with my husband, and I'm going to take a courageous step towards that and just see if yeah. I can start the conversation here without blaming anybody but just saying, here's my perceptions, and I just want to check that out with you because, you know, you're important to me.
1: Perfect. I think that's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Mary, for yep. calling in. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we're going to go right ahead to our next call before our break.
2: All right. Let's go to Columbus, Ohio, and talk to Doreen.
1: Great. Hi, Doreen. Hi. Great to talk to you. Wonderful. What can we do for you today?
8: Well, um, I was relating a lot to what she was saying about stepping out of your comfort zone. (laughs) I have done that. Um, Last fall, I was unemployed for two months and spent a lot of time figuring out what I wanted to do and coming up with a plan. And I decided to get serious about doing Reiki. Um, So I enrolled in massage therapy school because in Ohio, you have to have a massage therapy license to do Reiki. Um, I took a seasonal position because that's all I could find at the time, hoping it would turn into permanent employment and since then, we all know what's happened with the economy, and um, they love me there, but business is down, they're not hiring permanently. so um my fears are kind of taking over i mean i'm forty six years old. I feel like it's time to finally do what I want, but I also want job stability, which I've never really had and I don't know. I was just... Um... Well, I first of all want
3: to congratulate you on taking action. Because, I mean, I think I just hear from so many people who go, well, I've already thought, always thought about being a Reiki healer, but I could never do that. So I am just want to give you a big gold star <laughs> for uh, actually going and getting your Reiki healing certificate and Thank actually you. practicing it. Um, you know, I've been in business for almost 25 years doing being an intuitive advisor and you know it's it's sort of like being a reiki healer it's like i always wish that you know the ad would come out in the the newspaper to say you know intuitive advisor wanted and you know you could apply for the job (laughs) and have job security for the rest of your life but you know for those of us who are kind of interested in healing and intuition and stuff it's usually not the way that works so what i've had to learn to do and here's just a wonderful technique in general is what i do is I get up in the morning, and I pray, and I meditate, and then I just sit and ask my my spirit, and I just go, what three things could I do today? And it's kind of fill in the blank, but in your case, it might be to get more Reiki healing clients. And Uh then what I do is I just think of the first three things that pop into my head that are interesting or exciting to me. If they feel like, "Oh, I ought to go to the unemployment office and apply for unemployment or something you know like that makes me feel bad or bored or drained, I don't do those things, but okay. if I feel like you know, I think that I'm going to go volunteer at the hospital and just see if anybody there is open for, for me to volunteer for doing Reiki healing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go talk to the local holistic bookstore and just see if I could um, start a little practice there, maybe one morning a week just hang out my shingle. I might want to just see if I could write an article for the local holistic paper talking about healing and what you can do in times of stress in this economy. Uh You know, I would just start taking, again, it's all small steps. And, you know, any one of those things may take off or not take off, but it's that attitude uh, towards your intuition of saying, please guide me here. And my belief is that when you're excited or interested or something's got a little energy about it, then... Um, that's the thing you're meant to do and to take steps towards. And, you know, honestly, Doreen, we all get into that place of, oh, my God, the economy's bad. This is really terrible. You know, it does you know, what if I can't ever find a job? And I think it's important to, as much as possible, and I know this is hard because even I have a hard time with it, and I'm an incurable optimist, is just to go, wait a minute, you know, I don't want to tell myself that story anymore. The story I want to tell myself is, yeah, it might be a little more difficult th- these days, but I know that there's opportunity here. I know that there's people that can use my healing ability. I know that I want to attract those people, and I'm, I'm really praying and asking God, guidance, higher self, for opportunities for me to be a healer, because I know that that's what my path is, and I know that that's what your path is. Mm-hmm. You've been nudged on that one for years, years. and if you think that God's going to put that that idea in your heart and your mind and not give you a means to do it, I I, don't, I think that's an inaccurate perception. Right. So I think God puts those things in our hearts because he's going to give us the means to do it. And right. I think that there's a lot of opportunities right outside of your purview here that as soon as you start shifting your energy, you're going to be inviting those opportunities in.
1: And I think it's it's really important to stay in that energy that you're already successful. Yeah. You know, as if everything that you want is already here and you allow your frequency and your vibration to maintain that feeling for several moments, hopefully a couple times a day. You know, if the sun's coming out and it's blazing through your window and it's making you feel joyful for a moment, that's a great opportunity to get your frequency up and feel as the successful practitioner that you know that you are deep inside, as if it's Uh all here right now. That, That... I think is um, a phenomenal tool in creating whatever you want in your life.
3: Can I tell my story about how my business started? That's a sure, story, sure. but I think that that might really help you, Dorian, and a lot of other listeners. I used to be the operations manager of a software company, and I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I was going to see a career counselor, and I went to see her for a couple months, and I knew I liked helping people, and, you know, I, but I didn't want to be a psychologist and all these other things. And I went to take a class in intuition development one weekend, and I found I was really good at it. And I went back to her the next week, and I said, I know what, I'm going to be an intuitive advisor. That's what I'm going to do. And, but I was joking. You know, I was just like, how do you get start a business like that? And in fact, I uh-huh. joked with her, and I said, you know, if there was an ad in the Boston Globe where I live for intuitive advisor or psychic, I would have applied. But I, you know, barring that, I don't know how to start that business. And she had me do what Marie just suggested. She said, visualize it. Imagine it. Imagine you've got a beautiful office. Imagine you've got an appointment book full of clients. Imagine that you, you're happy, that you're receiving checks from people and that you're helping them. And so I really did that. I didn't have anything to lose. And for a couple months, I would put my Walkman, I'm dating myself, but I'd put my Walkman <laughs> on and listen to some great music and walk around and envision this thing. Well, a few months later, a friend of mine who'd been sick for quite a while died. I went to the funeral. I walked into the funeral home. And I can only tell you <coughs> that... Um, oh, I just lost my voice there for a second. <coughs> Sorry. Um, that... I heard an inner voice when I walked into the funeral home, and it said, sit there. And I, I, my attention got drawn to an empty seat next to a person that I didn't know, and I ended up just saying, okay, that's my inner guidance. I'm going to sit there next to this woman. At the end of the service, she and I started chit-chatting, and she said, what, is, what do you do for a living? Well, I was the operations manager of the software company. but what What comes out of my mouth is, I'm a psychic. <laughs> I was so appalled that I had said that and so embarrassed, but fortunately, she was really interested and she asked me for an appointment. Now, I had never done this for anybody beyond some people in the class and a few friends, but I found myself again saying, oh, of course, I'd love to set up an appointment with you. Well, I gave her a reading the following week, and at the end of the session, um, I said, you know, we never really talked about what you do for a living. And she said, oh, I thought I told you, I'm a writer for the Boston Globe.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. He wrote an
3: article about me, and I got 500 clients over the next month. (laughs) So I'm sharing that with you because I believe what Marie said is that when you start envisioning what you want and you get into that vibratory energy of, I am a healer, I am a Reiki healer, I really do help people, and I'm, I'm attracting the right people, and I'm seeing my beautiful office, and I'm seeing my appointment book full of clients, and, oh, my gosh, I just feel the most grateful person in the world that I can do this work you know, you're on that vibration that starts attracting that very situation to you. And I just have had lots of little miracles, large and small, when I've done things like that.
2: Wonderful. So I just
3: feel like that's really, you know, that in, in your energy, that this is what, you know, your, your intuition isn't, say, go be a secretary somewhere, go be a truck driver, <laughs> you know, gosh, I really want to be a nursery school teacher. It's paying healer. Right. Uh-huh. So I think that, you know, stop telling yourself the story about how bad the economy is and start visualizing exactly what you want.
1: You know, one of my favorite statements that I say every day at work is, my business is recession-proof. That's what I say. That's I mean, great. Yeah, and, That's great. and and it is. And mm-hmm. s- and so what you feel and believe to be true deep inside your being is exactly what will manifest in your life. Because what we're thinking and feeling all the time is manifesting in our life. So, it's important for us to be aware of those emotions and feelings and direct them with intention and focus towards what we really want. So, thank you so much for calling and I hope it's beautiful in Ohio.
3: It actually is today. Thank you. It was great, great. to talk to you.
1: Wonderful. Thanks, Doreen. And we will be thank right you. back with, with the Marie Cherry Show. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back.
2: Have you been thinking about attending Marie's classes, but just haven't gotten around to it yet? Well, this could be the year for you. Marie has a great lineup of classes and a great new location. Join Marie every third Wednesday of the month at the Marriott Redmond Town Center from 7 to 9 p.m. Topics vary each month and range from embracing your intuition to learning how to surrender and let go so that you can manifest your desires. If you want to delve even deeper, Marie offers an all-day Saturday class entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. This is definitely the class for you if you feel as if your external life does not match your internal desires. Visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for a complete list of classes. That's energyintuitive.com.
0: Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Cherry Show? The Marie Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa to Australia and beyond become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manucherry show rates are reasonable and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial We're Janet and Ariane Balzo, hosts of Living Music
2: Radio.
1: On KKNW, 1150 AM, Seattle's Alternative Talk.
2: Tune in for high-vibe music and talk. We have guests that are totally inspired, doing great things. Don Miguel Ruiz, Deva Pamal in mid-10,
0: Krishnadas.
1: That's Monday night at 7, Wednesday night at 7, and Saturday morning at 11, Living Music Radio. Day informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour weekdays on Alternative Talk, 11:50 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live in Seattle, and the sun's coming out. I swear it was pouring down rain and hailing at my house before I got in the car to drive to the radio station. But it's absolutely beautiful. The sun's coming through. The clouds are starting to break up. I'm still a little confused with our weather. We're in March, my fav- one of my favorite months. And um, I don't know, hopefully no snow, Eric.
2: That's what I say. Hopefully he knows <laughs> no snow.
1: I just wanted to set out a reminder to those who listen to the show who live locally here in Washington State that tomorrow evening, Dr. Astrid Pajari and Dr. Tamit Sethi will be giving a free seminar calling Healing from Within Your Illness, Using Illness as a Means for Transformation. It's between one and four PM at the Benaroya Auditorium on twelfth on Ninth Avenue. So one two zero one 9th Avenue, the corner of Ninth and Seneca. Um, I we've had Dr. Pajari on the show very many times, and she's just wonderful. I'm sure Dr. Sethi is just as amazing. Both of these MDs have nontraditional tools in their um, basket as well. Dr. Pajari has a degree in herbal medicine from the College of Phototherapy from London. And um, Dr. Sethi is a faculty member and the director of integrative medicine at Swedish Cherry Hill Family Medicine. She also um, does a fellowship has done a fellowship with Andrew Wells in in integrative medicine so this would be a phenomenal lecture if if you have any health issues or family members who do you don't want to miss this um, opportunity and it's free I wish I could be there I would love to but I'll be teaching a Reiki workshop um, tomorrow evening and so I won't be able to come but I know you will enjoy it so please go and and enjoy these wonderful people who are offering their services for free that's just amazing so we are live on the air with Lynn Robinson who's calling from um, Boston where It's been freezing cold, right, Lynn? Yeah. (laughs) Freezing cold, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you've been so gracious to come on the show today and and talk about intuition and give wonderful tools and techniques to our callers and for the listeners. And so we're going to go ahead and go back to the phone lines and see who we have.
2: All right. We're going to stick you around in the Seattle area here, having trouble talking there for some (laughs) reason, but we're going to talk to Cray, who's on the line now.
1: Hi, Cray. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Great. What can we do for you? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question. I'm
3: wondering
7: if you could scan my body and tell me. I have I have arthritis, and it seems that it's flaring up now.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's, I've been having something in the left hip. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's totally incapacitating, and and sometimes it's okay, and and um some. It's also in my hands and in my wrist,
1: and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: and I'm wondering if I
1: can do something about it. Well, I'll go, I'll go ahead and offer some insight, and then I'd love to hear Lynn's insight as well. Um, it, as soon as you started to speak, I actually got a picture in my head when I was an active nurse um, working in a hospital, and we had a very young patient who had a severe case of rheumatoid arthritis, actually, and uh, and it was very you know incapacitating for her. She was also a young mother. And and so I got a picture of her, so I have a pretty good idea of how, how in the past, because it's been a while since you've had a flare up. I'm being told how in the past your arthritis has really affected you. And my heart goes out to you. I know it's been a challenging disease. And in fact, the cures, you know, that for uh, for arthritis here in in Western medicine approach, although sometimes they can be very effective, they're not. They rarely enhance the immune system. And of course, this is an autoimmune disorder. Um, arthritis for me is about joints. It, of course, it's about flexibility. And so people who have a tendency towards degenerative joint disease or arthritis, and in your case, more of a, um, a systemic approach to the disease, it's about letting go of the past and learning to not let all these things that you worry about and think about and that you have great concerns for, not letting them affect you. So learning to let go of the past and being okay with the present moment and reminding yourself that you absolutely have done the very best you could in all of these scenarios and situations and when i look at your life there's been complications with family members and there's a long distance between you and family members or some family members and so there's been challenges about that and this huge burden of responsibility that i feel on top of your shoulders on top of it does that make sense what i'm talking about so far oh yeah yeah and so what i would recommend doing is because you actually um can write beautifully, (laughs) like poetry perhaps or phrases, I would create a prayer for you, a beautiful prayer that allows you to have some distance with the past and, and remind yourself that you did everything that you could as responsibly as you could at the time with the information that you had. And I would start using this as a mantra, this beautiful prayer that would maybe be under a paragraph, maybe two or three lines, because that's what your body needs. Your joints are fighting you because you've been so hard on yourself. And so they're, they're bugging you and there isn't this flexibility in your future. So that's what I would recommend. The left hip is about moving forward. And it's also about receiving, letting other people take care of you and nurture you and recognize you're not the only one who's responsible in life here. You know, there are people in, in your family and in your life that are equally as responsible for the relationships and the connections with one another. So do you think that, that you'd be able to do those things that I talked about? Um, writing a prayer, yeah, writing a prayer, you know maybe it would say something you know uh, every day I learn to appreciate myself for the person I am, and every day I forgive myself for any choices that I made in the past that I feel are unkind and here 's the thing: I look at all the choices you 've made and they 've been fabulous they 've been wonderful for what you 've known. You've made really good decisions, and some things just don't always turn out perfect. That's just kind of the way life is, and that's what I see in the history of you. Is there's been some outcomes that are less than optimal, and you tend to blame yourself. And so, forgiveness and self love and appreciation for who you are is what's going to feed your joints. And I I think if you really work on this over the next week, like diligently, that inflammation that's starting to kick up in your left hip is going to resolve. Like you're going to go oh, that's feeling better. And so let that be intuition for you, that continuing using that for the rest of your life, kind words and positive prayers and appreciation for you will keep this disease at bay and not let it be a part of your life. So Lynn, do you have something to offer? I think that you said that so remarkably well. I'm not (laughs) sure that I have anything to add to that. (laughs) Thank you. So do you think you could do that? Craig? We sure will do that. Great. And, you know, maybe another thing that you could add, a positive thing, is to say, you know, my life, my future life will turn out better than I could possibly imagine. That sounds good. Okay. I'm in such a time of... transition. That sounds really good. Oh, good, good. And I do see you getting better from this, and I know it's scary, you know, that you have this disease gone for such a long time or for a a long break. You've had a long break and then have it flare up again. It is scary. But just take a a look at, at the reflection of your inner thoughts and be kind and loving to yourself. Okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. So we're actually we're, we're going to be closing down the show here because we're, it's almost 1 o'clock. And so, Lynn, how can people get a hold of you?
3: You can um, get in touch with me on my website, which is lynnrobinson.com, and my first name is L-Y-N-N. Um, and I have an intuition newsletter that comes out once a month, so if you're interested in, in um, reading more about that, that would be a great thing to do. And my phone number is one 800 925 4002. But all that is on the lynnrobinson.com website.
1: Wonderful. And I, again, I've personally had a reading with Lynn and you were kind, positive, optimistic, and gave me great insight. So if you ever want a, a private reading with Lynn, I'm giving her a public endorsement here. Oh, thanks. I for thought it. it was beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have you back on in the fall when your new book comes out. Okay. Thank you so much. Have Bye-bye. a great day in Boston. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Joyful blessings.